Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Today is an amazing episode with Oliver and Aaron Hudson. I have listened to Oliver's podcast with his sister for a while. So this is a really exciting episode for me to get to have them on We Met at Acme. Before we get into it, I want to tell you a crazy story of what happened to me recently. I was, I've been doing acupuncture, which I've been loving. And I highly recommend if you have any pain or you just like to relax for an hour. But I've been doing acupuncture. I've been loving it. And I went to this woman that I've been seeing who I, I really, really like. And it was on my birthday. And this was when Mercury was still retrograde. So just like envision that vibe. I had a great session. It was really nice. I actually like fell asleep a little bit, which was nice. I'm leaving and I'm wearing like very tight leggings on this day. So I put my leggings back on kind of like in a hurry. I got to get to my next appointment. And so I leave the acupuncture place. And I am walking down the street. I'm on the phone with my sister-in-law and we're just like talking and, you know, about my birthday and whatever. And then I feel some sort of weird pain and I'm like, what is this? And I am like, no, there's no way that I still have needles in me or like a needle in me. That's, that's crazy. And lo and behold, I reach down and I pat like my legging and I'm like, oh my God, there is a needle going into my leg that is being smushed into my leg from my legging. It was the craziest thing. So I I didn't know what to do. I went to like the side of the street on like 22nd like near Madison Square Park, like such a busy area, but I I had no choice. I went to the side of the street and I reached down into my leggings and I pulled the needle out. And I was like, oh, that was crazy. I can't, I can't believe that. Like laughing about it with my sister-in-law have like a, a whole day and two hours go by and I'm like home for the first time and take my leggings off. Another needle comes out that my leg 
had smelled or that my leggings had smashed against my leg. Like the needle was bent. That's how tight, first of all, these leggings were. Um, it was insane. It was insane. But luckily I survived. It was fine. The needles for acupuncture are not like crazy, legit needles. They're more like tiny, mini, like bendy needles. So it was really fine at the end of the day, but holy shit. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone who's done acupuncture, but I'm very curious if it has. So please let me know. I also had such a nice day that day, other than obviously that funny needle situation. Um, And I highly recommend if you live in New York City or wherever you live, there's an amazing foot rub place. My friends and I call it the Four Seasons because I don't know. We just think it's funny, but it's called All Seasons and it's on 8th and 6th. And it is the best foot massage I've ever gotten in my life. They also do full body massages. The price is amazing. Every single person that you could get there is very talented at what they do. It's really amazing. I highly recommend it if you have a birthday, if you have a long day, if you're walking a lot, whatever you're doing, live your best life with a foot rub. Unfortunately, they don't do happy endings. Um, Not that you would want one, but it is a PC kosher place to get an amazing foot rub. So definitely add that to your list. Also, a little birthday anecdote before I answer a few questions and get into the episode. I am living at my parents' apartment now at the moment and with my husband. And it, I had this birthday dinner and I had ordered something to wear. Most of my clothes are in storage. I really have like nothing with me. And so I ordered something to wear and I was so excited about it. And then it was like such a false advertisement the dress came and it was see-through, like really, really see-through to the point where I was like, wait, huh? Like I was catfished with this dress and I'm sure that's happened to you before. Um, and it's, and it's horrible. Like it's, it's really not right. And shame on this dress for catfishing me. But anyway, the dress came, I was like, planning to wear it to my birthday dinner. I really wanted to get like a cute picture. Like I'm 32. Woo. And I couldn't wear it. I then had nothing to wear. I, my family, like my, the women in my family, my mom, my sister and I, my grandma, like everyone has this, we have this thing called DFA and it's, it's dressing for affairs syndrome. And anytime we have to get dressed for something, we have like a mental breakdown, basically, like just a panic attack. And we hate every single thing that we own. And it's the worst experience of life. And the men in my family know about DFA and they know to just steer clear, just completely disappear when DFA is happening. Don't make comments like, oh, no, you should wear that or I like that or I don't like that. No, just completely disappear while we spiral and DFA occurred. And I was like, I hate everything I own. I hate this dress that's see-through. I don't know what to wear. Luckily, my mom is such an angel and she has great clothes. And she was like, I will help you. Like, I'll dress you. I'll put you in anything. But you know, like how you revert back to like childhood and you're like, no, mom, like, I don't like anything that you're just suggesting. And so obviously that was my mindset. I was just like not having it. My mom suggested this dress of hers and it was like too tight. I was also like, I look bad and everything. I look so bad. And, 
you know, when you get in one of those moods, you're like, nothing looks good on me. And I, it was just, it was so awful. I like eventually we decide. I, and then I was like sending pictures to friends, like, should I wear this? It was, it was like an ultimate, like, first of all, Libra indecisive mixed with DFA mixed with like, I'm living at home with my parents mixed with, I have no clothes cause they're in storage. It was just like, it, it was disastrous. And finally we ended up I decided to wear this like vest dress of my mom's, which is so not my style. Like it's, it's so beautiful, but it's so not my style. And I was like feeling so uncomfortable in my own skin. I was like, I wish I just wore jeans and a sweater because that's where I feel my most comfortable. But I was like, whatever, it's my birthday. I have to like make it nice. So I'm wearing this outfit and then it's like all black. And she puts this blazer on top of me and like this scarf. And I'm like, I look like I'm going to a funeral. And also we're going to Lilia in Brooklyn, which is like not that fancy. And we're sitting outside. When you sit outside, you don't have to like dress for the restaurant as much because you're outside. And I'm wearing this like fancy thing, but it's too late. I have to go. I have no choice. I cannot change my mind. So I'm like, fine, I'll wear this dress. And then Steven comes in the room. I'm like, don't even look at me. And like, you know, it's just, it. I, and then it took me like a long time to get happy again about what I was wearing. Cause I was like, I hate what I'm wearing. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like myself. Anyway, I'm just sharing that because birthdays are tough and it's okay. I've said, I said this last week's episode, if you are not obsessed with your birthday, that's totally fine. Just didn't feel like my birthday at all on my birthday. But then I gathered with some friends that Saturday and it it felt like my birthday again. And I was going to do a Burning Man theme, but everyone was like, we don't want to buy anything. And I was like, you're right. So I changed it to sweatpants, which I think was definitely the move. Also, I'm so happy that I brought up sharding in the episode two weeks ago because at my mixer, a guy came up to me and he was like, hey, I listened to your episode. I just want you to know I sharded too. And I was, he was like, I was at a friend's birthday. It was really bad. I couldn't leave. I had to like stand there talking to girls while I I had just sharded. And I was like, oh my God, thank you for this. This made my night. This made me feel so much better. So you never know when something that you open up about is going to help someone in a positive way. Okay. And lastly, somebody wanted me to talk about rules for later dates, like four, five, and six. I think once you're in that territory, again, it's important to not put all your eggs in one basket yet, but also it is a great opportunity to get a little bit deeper and, you know, ask those questions that you really want to know the answers to that will be too awkward to ask later. Like if you haven't asked about their past relationship or, you know, what are their blind spots when it comes to dating? What is... Like, you know, you can have the trauma talk a little bit. Like, what are things that they've gone through, things that you've gone through? Um, What's their family like? What are things that they haven't told you just yet? And it's even fine to ask, like, what's something that you haven't told me yet? You know, because you want to get to know them a little bit more. You want to know the things that you're going to need to know if you're going to date this person long term. And I think that's really important. That's all I'm going to answer today because I really want you to listen to Oliver and Aaron. It's so nice to have a couple on and I hope you enjoy the episode. So we knock on wood might be finding an apartment and I am so happy because this next podcast partner is literally going to be holding my hand through this move and that partner is Article. 
I cannot explain to you how lucky and grateful I feel to be working with a brand who I absolutely love their furniture. I love everything that's on their website. Article, if you haven't heard of it, is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. They combine the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Plus, all of their in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. So we might be moving in November, not hopefully November 15th at the latest. And we could not be happier because we sold our table and we got to get a new table. So we're going to be 100% ordering one from Article. I already have picked it out and I truly cannot wait. Article cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you with no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups, and you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Speaking of saving, Article is offering our listeners $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article, A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash Acme for $50 off of your first purchase of $100 or more. And you better believe I'm also going to be using my code when I purchase my table very soon. Please pray for me that we get this apartment. We are waiting to be approved. And I am so excited about my new table. So fingers crossed. Our next partner is a product that I use literally every day. I brought it up to my parents' apartment and it's one of the few things that I did not put into storage. And now my parents are stealing my athletic greens and also drinking it because it is so delicious. And you're like, what is this stuff? Why are your parents obsessed with it? Well, I'll tell you because with one scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. So honestly, I'm pretty happy that my parents are drinking it because I want them to be healthy and this will make them continue to be healthy. And it's really amazing. Plus, I don't know when they're eating their greens normally. I certainly am not getting enough greens in per day. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing that you can do every single day to take care of yourself really good care of yourself. Your subscription also comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in now that it's getting cold. If you live in a place like New York City, even if you do live in a place like LA where it's always sunny, you're still probably not getting nearly as much vitamin D in your diet as you need. There's a reason Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com acme. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. 
I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Oliver and Erin from Unconsciously Coupled Podcast. Hey guys. Hey. How are you? How's it going? Good. Good, good. It's going good. Yeah, just so far. It looks like we're... We're all in the kitchen here. I know. We are. We just dropped the kid. We dropped the kids off. Actually, school has become a bit of an issue because now in high school, one goes later and the other one, the times are all staggered. So I'm dropping the kids off and bringing and coming home and getting a new one and dropping them off. And so three kids. Yeah, three kids. I can't believe you guys have kids in high school. You look like you're both in your 20s. I wish. Well, I love I, you for saying that. I did the Morpheus laser. <laughs> yeah, this okay. is true. I heard about the Morpheus laser. Can you explain? Because I did clear and brilliant on yeah. Monday, but it's I know it's different. So how is it different? Well, I, look, yeah. I, I went into Dr. Diamond, who's actually a buddy of mine, and I'm like, my face is looking like a leather bag. I got to figure this shit out. And then <laughs> and, and, and he said, well, let's try this Morpheus laser. And it hurt tremendously honestly they put they didn't numb you they put the numbing cream on but even with the numbing yeah. cream just think guys really, in general yeah it really hurt yeah. it, guys it, can't handle it did it did and then they did this vampire thing where they drew my blood they spun oh. it so they took all the red cells out now it's plasma and now he's squirting my plasma on my face while he's sort of doing this morpheus laser but I, have, I, I haven't even done this by the way <laughs> he went like all out. Well, I was going to say clear and brilliant. I mean, first of all, you look like you're 18. You're not much older than that. So, so nice. that's a great place to start. Morpheus <laughs> is like kind of one of the more intense. He just, well, he went from I don't know, you know, zero to nothing. Blood thing. It sounds like that vampire facial thing that Kim Kardashian did yeah. once or something. Yeah. Yep. That's what it's called. That's a it. Vampire facial. I've had, yeah. more, I've had more shit done to my face than than she has. <laughs> well, he just really goes like, funny. he's out in the sun. He does not wear sunblock. He's like an outdoorsy guy. And then he comes in and he's like, why do I have so many wrinkles? And what do I do? And then he just goes for it. Mm -hmm. I'm like baby stepping in. But, also, I mean, you guys obviously did good. I mean, have had only good things done because it doesn't look like there's been anything done. Like that's you can tell when someone has just taken it a little bit too, too far. far. Oh yeah, we live in the land of oh yeah taking it too far. Oh yeah, yeah. LA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've all, there's always been like a stigma attached to it, and now not so much. I mean, the amount of actors, male actors, who have actually had work done to their face. I mean, probably eighty five percent have in, in one way or another whether it's a laser or a botox or whatever and so you watch yourself on camera i watch myself on camera I'm like okay i'm not mad at the way i'm acting necessarily but i, I can't even look at it because i'm distracted <laughs> by the my crepey disgusting face and this is my own shit of course and then i'm like well should i go for it should i do it am i not should i not and i was like all right just let's just let's just see how it works yeah but isn't it isn't it true that like actors can't really get Botox because of the expressions that they have to make. Yes. I mean, generally you have to do like baby Botox. You have to have somebody really, really good and 
I think when people are not working, they test it out, try it, like what works, what doesn't. But yeah, I mean, that's well, I think the your, trick your is, main is, lines that are showing yeah, your expression. Yeah, you do little things. You don't go like full Wayne Newton at the box. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you, you have to have I think some you movements. might like do little bop, bop, bops. You do little things. But yeah, anyway, we dropped the kids off. Now we're here. And it's, 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 I love it. It's I love it. So let's let's back it up a little. Yeah. So guys, how old are you and where are you from? That's how we start every episode. Okay. So I am 49, about to turn 50, and from a little tiny town in Massachusetts called Longmeadow out in Western love Mass. Originally. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm 46, born and raised Los Angeles. Yeah, mm-hmm. born East and coast, raised. West Coast. Yeah, totally <laughs> different. It. Totally different ways of growing up. <laughs> and how did you guys meet? How did your paths cross? Acting class. It's embarrassing, but it's just it's the very truth. cliche. And I'm, I always have said, literally for 20 years, like, can't we change the story? <laughs> no, because it's cute. You know, it's it's. We had an acting class. We weren't really in it that much together, but we knew of each other. Then a friend of ours had a showcase to sort of showcase his writing. And I get a call last minute saying, someone dropped out. I need you to help me out. I said, okay, great. And she was my scene partner. Mm -hmm. And so we connected there and it was immediate sort of attraction sparks, yada, yada. But I had a girlfriend and um, so it didn't work out and we were friendly. And then I call her. I remember exactly where I was. And I call her. I'm like, Aaron, hey, it's me. Um, So This is kind of before texting or, you know, it was like, yeah. All that, yeah. you know, it wasn't, you, you weren't like texting and talking every day or keeping in touch. There was no Instagram. There's nothing. No, no. And I just said, look, I, I, Vanessa and I broke up and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was like, really? Meanwhile, my friend is in the room and I'm like, or broke up with his girlfriend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, but of course I was dating somebody by that time. I didn't know that though. She had a boyfriend. Had a boyfriend. So it was a timing situation. Yeah. And we talk about that all the time. Just the timing of relationships. And sometimes you, you are perfectly compatible for each other, but the timing just isn't there quite yet. But do you really believe that? Like, so, okay, go, in your particular situation. So Oliver, you called Aaron, you were like, I broke up with my girlfriend, but Aaron, you were still in this relationship. Then what? Like, then did you break up with your boyfriend or you just like sat on that information? No, No, I sat on. I mean, here's the thing. Like we were definitely like friends that were there was an attraction there. But I think it was great because he had a girlfriend. So to me, it was like, okay, that's off limits. He's not available. It allowed us to kind of create this friendship, an actual friendship and then I was dating this guy. It was very intimate at the time. It was a short relationship. But I just remember being like, oh, really? Like, I liked him, but he had a girlfriend, whatever. Anyways, a little bit of time goes by. And my boyfriend dumps me. And I was devastated because <laughs> it was six months. You're still in the love bubble of like, right, oh, my God, right. this you is amazing. You don't know their flaws yet, really. Yeah. And... Anyways, and it was just a fun, like, easy relationship. So then I tell him, oh, my gosh, like, Simon and I broke up. And he's like, no way. He's like, it's, it was like around his birthday. And he's like, I'm having a party. Why don't you come tonight? And he was turning 24. <laughs> this is 24th birthday party. <laughs> so I'm in, like, got dumped mode. My girlfriends are dressing me. I'm, like, East Coast, kind of more, like, preppy, like, conservative yeah, at the yeah. time. 
they have me in like a crop top and like <laughs> a suede backless, like top, whatever. We go to his part, the house. I get there thinking like, oh, okay, this is like my moment. It is like 400 hot single LA girls <laughs> at the party. And I literally walk in and I was like, who are all these fucking whores? And where is Oliver? And like, I just, I remember walking in and there I see him like on the dance floor, like surrounded by girls, like with a drink. And he's like, Hey, like, what's up? Mm. Hugs me. Like, we're like, I'm like, okay. Literally. I was like, I'm out. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> like you disappeared. You were gone for a little while. And then you're like, you're leaving. And I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. And so I was kind of like, wah, wah. And then after that, I, I realized because he had his girlfriend was three year girlfriend. It was a long term girlfriend, kind of more serious. And I was like, oh, this kid's like single after a long term relationship. Like he's going to be doing this thing. But we kept our friendship. No, it was great. And then we went and, to and then and then I was going to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, no, this is going, like another like six months go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, of, you know, a friendly. Right. And then going to Vegas for the Super Bowl with a bunch of friends. I call her up. I'm like, hey, we're going. You want a cruise? And she came with her girlfriends. And it was Fun. three nights of just partying and a lot of fun. And we fell in love in Vegas for the most part. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean? but it was scary because we were it, the, the six months in between was this kind of not cat and mouse, but it was very flirtatious, but I knew I really liked him. And so I kind of kept the friend thing going and all my friends are like, just why don't you just be with Oliver, be with Oliver. And I really was scared to cross the line into hooking up at the time. Cause then I thought, Oh, then I'm just going to be one of the many girls that like he's hooking up with. There's not many, you know. I, I mean, not many, but just, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. post break, a single, you know, twenties. And I said, and I just, so I just kind of kept it very like, not playing hard to get, I guess, but a little bit. It was just kind of kind of like rules, like a little bit. You were following, like you were making him fall for you without. Yes. A lot of phone calls, a lot of like hanging out at parties, a lot of like flirty stuff, but never crossing the line. And I knew once I went to Vegas, he was like, why are you so scared? And and because I knew like once I got there. This was like a year and a half of like attraction, like whatever. And he was like, bring your friends. He's like, just come. This is going to be a fun weekend. And then it was on. It was fun. And it was really fun. And then we came back. And I think in my mind, just being a girl, whatever, I was like, okay, cool. Like we're together now. And then I was like, but are we like, well, I was still kind of sleeping with my ex-girlfriend too. On and off. Yeah. And it was, it was like a, it's so funny how that works out. We didn't really work out of course, but the minute you break up, you know what I mean? With someone, sometimes the physical gets great because you've, you've detached from each other emotionally. And then all you have is the physical and it's really fun. And that's how it was with my ex-girlfriend and I, I was like, Oh my God. And, but then one person's like secretly suffering every time. Cause they're still very much. Oh, totally. like that it's well, gonna th- be, this is yeah. what happens. So Aaron and I get together. It's, it's, it's getting real. And then there's a commitment phase that that time where you, where you actually give yourself and you're like, all right, we're exclusive well, I, now. But I, I had to have that conversation because I think you would have enjoyed. Well, for if yeah, I mean <laughs> that period a little bit longer. But I, uh-huh. I remember sitting literally with my best friend, and I was like, "What, do, what am I doing here? Like, I'm with him like three nights a week, but like, I don't know what's going on in the other nights. Like, we've never established it, 
and I really like him and I don't want to just be in the mix. And I, I didn't want to lose the friendship and then just become like fuck buddies or whatever the right, you would call right. it. And I knew that there was something there, but of course there's insecurity. And I, so I said, I called him up and I was like, mm-hmm. look, I just want to know we had our, this has been a, an amazing few weeks. It's been an amazing year and a half kind of a deal. And I said, I just want to know that I'm going to be the only one. And if not totally cool, not that it, well, it would be, I would have been devastated, but I was like, right. I just, I either want to remove myself from the situation and have you go and be young and fun and do your thing. And then maybe we'll reconnect if I'm still single and you're ready or whatever, do it. It was that kind of a conversation. So it wasn't like you have to be with me or it's over. I was more like, right. It wasn't an ultimatum, but it was generally but it was something that you had to say for his age. Like if you, if he was like 30, right. he probably would have initiated that conversation, but right. you yes. were like, I have to do this. Yeah. And also he was still so young I and I was 24. I was kind of like, if you want to go and be single, that's amazing. I like what we have too much to just do that. I, so I'd rather remove myself. So I was take, I was like, Hey, I'm out. So that part was a little ultimatum. Like, if you want to stay with me, it's just me or nobody else. And I thought for sure in my mind, I was like, okay, he's probably going to say, yeah, of course I don't want to lose this. And he was like, <laughs> all right. And he's like, well, I need, I need some time to think about well, it. Well, it was specifically about Vanessa. I know, but I didn't know that. No, we talked about that. No, it was about Vanessa. It was right, like, right. oh my God, the thing, because I'm still sleeping with her. And that's I, right, that's right. I that still, it's not that I had feelings of wanting to still be in love, but it was this guilt or this sort of, I don't know where I'm at. And it was very confusing. And basically we got off the phone, me sort of saying, I need time. I need some time. And let's talk in a few days. Right. It was but, something but, like that. But I came to my senses very quickly. I, I literally called her back within like maybe 48 seconds. I mean, it was like a long hour. Let's yeah, put it that I was way. just like, you know what? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. We're, we're good. I'm into you. Let, let's go. You know, let's But go. I hung up the phone and was sitting with my best friend. I was like, he's going to fucking think about it. Like, I yeah, was yeah, so I mad. And I was and I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Like, now it's who knows, whatever. Anyways, I, I and it was, again, like a time where there wasn't as much communication on a phone. Right. So I didn't know if this was going to be days or like what he was doing. And he called back like within the hour. Right, but then I had, but then I had, a, then I had a, a a night with Vanessa after that, where I was supposed to go out with her, and we went out, and usually we'd go out or whatever, and then we go back to her place and have a good time, and we're sort of heading back to her place, and I don't know how to break this news, and I finally say, "Oh, Vanessa, look, like, I, you know, I'm with Aaron, and I've committed, and I think I'm I'm exclusive now." And I start crying because I'm a very emotional emotional person because no. I was I was feeling bad, and I was like. And like, I can't go back with you. And I'm sorry. I know. And she's totally cool. I mean, like, get it together, dude. It's all good. Where everything's fine. But I was just sort of devastated that I had to tell her, my ex-girlfriend, this sort of news that I'm now exclusively with somebody else. Of course, she didn't care. She was like, great. Yeah, great. But I was, I was, I was in some pain. (laughs) And it took off from there. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know I love to work out and it is still a new thing for me. So I'm still getting used to feeling sore and feeling like my body needs to recover after these workouts. And I was really nervous because I know that CBD is not something that I want to ingest because I'm sober. But I did the research and it turns out that I can use it 
as cream and it's totally fine. And I've been doing it for my body, which is really amazing. I've been using Next Evo Naturals. And if you haven't heard of it, it is an amazing body recovery cream that contains pure CBD that is specially formulated for rapid absorption. It's dermatologist tested with a formula that's naturally soothing, and it's a combination of hemp-derived CBD, moisturizing she butter, so it smells amazing, and protective vitamin E that moisturizes and softens your skin. I've been told that my skin is really, really soft, and this is part of continuing the softness of my skin because that's exactly what it does in addition to really encouraging my body to recover and helping with my trouble spots and penetrating into my skin, which is really amazing. I am so grateful that I found a way to use CBD safely. And for people who are not sober, they also have gummies, capsules, and mints that are proven to absorb four times faster than your standard CBD oil. It's really, really amazing. And because we are working with them for full body recovery when you need it, try Next Evo Naturals Revive and Recover Bundle, including fast absorbing body recovery cream and revive CBD complex or shop their gummies, capsules and mints proven to absorb four times faster than standard CBD oil. You can get up to 25% off when you subscribe and spend $50 or more at nextevo.com slash recover with promo code ACME. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash recover with promo code ACME. I was just walking in my parents' neighborhood and I saw these really cute girls having just gotten their ears pierced and taking a photo outside. And they were so happy. And it reminded me of my ear piercing experience. And it reminded me again of how excited I am that a company like Studs exists to bring that experience back to you. Studs is reimagining the piercing experience for each and every ear. If you want to refresh your look with a new piercing or you need pro styling advice for your earscape, you can shop online or you can stop in their stores, which are in LA, New York City, Austin, Nashville, Miami, or Boston and Seattle and more are coming soon, which is really amazing. If you're scared of getting pierced, they never use guns. They use single use needles. So it's way safer and better, especially for advanced piercings. Studs earrings are made from high quality materials, which won't turn your skin green. Plus they're lightweight and durable enough to wear all the time. You can sleep and work out in them. I personally shower in mine and they are totally fine. They always hold up really nicely. Right now, Studs is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to studs.com slash Acme. Go to studs.com slash Acme for 20% off of your first purchase. That's studs, S-T-U-D-S dot com slash Acme. Did the fact that you guys have like a three-year age difference ever was that ever presented as an issue? Like from that point on when dating, like, did you ever notice the difference, Aaron? I never did except for him, like rubbing it in my face all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like three years, it's like three and a half years. That's not enough. Meaning like 
when you get into the 10 year gap generationally and it becomes like movies and music and things that just aren't matching, we had so many things in common. I feel like he was kind of an old soul in a way, like, which was great. And I was kind of more the young soul, <laughs> the young, like, <laughs> yeah. soul. so no, I, no, that was never really yeah, a no, thing. Never, I mean, never. I mean, um, other than me just giving her shit about it, but like, that's it. Yeah. But I'm proud of her age. I do. Yeah, you should be. I am. So, I am. I'm like, look cougar. at you. You're you're almost fifty years old, and you're a genetic freak, and you 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 don't have to work out, and you can pretty much eat whatever the hell you want, and, and you still look Not the way that you do. I mean, it is. I mean, it's me bragging on you, but I'm 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 proud of it. I wish she was sixty. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. And so you got married. You have three beautiful kids. How has mother and fatherhood affected your relationship how do you still make time to you know do sex <laughs> mm-hmm. and all the things do sex that's what we would say do sex well i'll say this yes it's it changes dramatically obviously once you have kids but i think the important thing is pre-kids realizing that it's going to change and kind of being in on it together and not wanting it to change me not I don't know if that makes sense, but meaning we're going to try and stay as connected, be a team in this together because it is going to get rough right now. It's about to get gnarly. And as long as you kind of are in it together and know that that's going to happen, I think that was big for us. And we we always said we want to be the parents that basically still care about the couple, like because you're parents and you're a couple. And I think those are two very different things, who you are kind of as parents. And then- Well, you're an individual first. Right, You know right, what right. I mean? Yeah, where it's that sort of, we've talked about it like the tip of the pyramid, where if you're okay, if you're your best self, then the trickle down is going to work. Then you're, then you're great with your partner and then you're great with your kids and you're great with career. And sort of, if, if you contend to yourself, and that's why it's important, I think as parents, new parents and parents, even in our situation, we get so wrapped up in our children as we should but we tend to forget about ourselves as individuals and as a couple. And we really made a point to tend to that garden, so to speak. We would get hotel rooms like all the time. We would take trips. We would do things together and not worry that our kids are going to feel abandoned. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of the times new parents are like, I cannot leave my child. They're going to freak out and and they're going to need years of therapy. They will need years of therapy just because everyone does, but not, be- yeah. but not because of that. And I'll say this right. too, like obviously leaving your kids, you either need family to help with that. Right. Or the very means trusted, for a babysitter. Yes. Babysitters, nannies, that kind of thing. Or as they get a little older, best friends. I had a, a best friend that had a kid a lot older than me. She had someone really much younger and she would come single mom, take her son, come babysit some nights, like just... It's it takes work. I remember when I was young, uh, younger, I always thought what I would hear people say marriage is work. And I thought, oh, that's so unromantic. And like, I don't want my marriage to be work. And it was kind of this Mm -hmm. naive feeling of like, it should always be easy and great. And it's not it's not that it's work like, oh, I have to work. It's just it takes two to make it work. And you have to both kind of want to be committed to staying a couple 
yeah, or, well. or, or not just parents, I guess. I know I kind of mm-hmm. said that, but does that make sense? Like, yeah, because your no, role as a parent does. is exhausting and you're kind of constantly either sleep deprived or dealing with schedules or dealing with tantrums, whatever it might be. And your patience is short yeah. and you're exhausted. But if you can like reach over or look across the room and just connect in some sort of way and not have it be a competition of who's more tired or who did more today. Right. That, was harder. that resentment can build up like, what the fuck? I changed eight diapers. You did nothing. Or you're always working and you come home and you don't do anything or, you right. know, all of those cliche things, but they're, they're real. And by the, and the, on the other end of that though, is, is even if you don't look over and smile and hang it and be connected, give yourself the runway to not be connected because sometimes that's just going to happen. And it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not symptomatic of some bigger issue. Sometimes you're just both exhausted. The nerves are frayed and you know what? It's okay. And usually that doesn't happen at the same time. Meaning like one might be like, Oh, I'm kind of like feeling good. And the other is not. And right. You know, so there's, I don't know. There's a lot. Flex, I mean, just flexibility. Flexibility. Yeah. So interesting what you guys said about the competition thing. Because even now, pre having kids, like we will sometimes have the competition of like, you slept more hours yeah. last night. <laughs> oh, we still I, have that competition. I didn't sleep. I was up from two to five. Well, yeah. I was up from yeah. six to seven. <laughs> like, it's so true. And okay, this is what I was going to say just on that. And, and, and advice I give to people that are into a marriage along the way, it's like, always remember the first six months or the first year because you're doting on each other. You're kind of, not that I want to say impressing each other, but there's a good side that you want to show. And it's that, oh, I know what he likes or what he doesn't, or he knows that like I want to sleep in, or there's just those little things. And in the beginning, you you love those things about your person and you want to kind of do those things for the person. And then as you get... <laughs> further along into the marriage, it just becomes this competition or whatever. But if you can remember and be the one that maybe like lets your guard down or, or kind of is the vulnerable one to say like, just something to kind of break that like competition resentment vibe, mm-hmm. the other person usually comes down too. Does that make yeah. sense? So it's like yeah. you could be in this bad mood and then say something funny or sweet. And it's such a shift. And then it's literally 99% of the time the other person responds and you're like, oh, I know, or you're right. or And then you kind of connect on this different way. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like- Yeah, I love that. Or it's like, oh, are we having a competition now? Of like who slept more? And Exactly. Like, you have to break it up with humor. I mean, yes. that's like the- Yeah. And it shifts- it all back yeah. together. And that actually is one of the questions that somebody had submitted, which is- and I, I'm sure your answer is similar, but how to get past the awkward stage after a fight. And I think that's the way, right? To break mm-hmm. it up with like humor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. well, it depends what kind of fight. I mean, there's, <laughs> I can get really stubborn. You know what I mean? Like it, it, this actually happened in Colorado this summer where I was just pissed at having to pick up the kids at 12 at night from the movie theater I had been working in Albuquerque and you get all puffed up like I'm working and now I got to go do this, even though it's no, nothing right, to do right, with Aaron right. at, at all. And she's been dealing I've been with this picking up every single night, late of night, course. which means because now we have teenagers. So it's kind of like, well, OK, so I guess I can't like smoke my joint or have a glass right. of wine because I have to go pick up the kids. 
he finally comes home and I'm like, all right, like his turn to go, you know, uh-huh. get them. We had friends right, over and right, stuff right. too. Anyway, so, I go yeah. and do it and I'm just huffing, <laughs> puffy, I'm just getting, I'm just annoyed and I can't let it go. And I can't communicate to her either. They're like, I'm just a little pissy right now, blah, blah, blah. I was holding on to it. And there was this resentment that I'd created that literally didn't exist. And I couldn't let go of it. And she goes and sits in the chair in the room. She's like, I'm just waiting until you are normal. And that pissed me off more. And, and it just mm-hmm. got into this whole thing. Because I could feel his energy. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you know. When and I'm like, I'm not normal. I'm not normal. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for anything. Yeah, yeah. To it's like, you're of, making me not yeah, normal. Oh, I'm the you said I'm not normal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, I softened after a while. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm stubborn. And I didn't, I, you know, and I had to just come out of it and, and admit that it was all on me. Um, right. And I saw that. I mean, you learn your person, you know, after a little while. But I was like, oh, he's in a cranky right. mood, whatever's going on. It has nothing to do with me. Like, I knew in my mind, I was like, oh, if he brings up anything, I'm, I'm ready to Well, go. she's ready to pounce. <laughs> I could feel her ready to pounce. So I was really scared <laughs> yeah. of what I needed to say. What, and finally, I just, you know, I, I just softened up and it all worked out. But as far as diffusing these, these arguments or what brings you back, Humor definitely is is huge. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Humor, but, but, vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Honestly, vulnerability yeah. is number one. Because if all of a sudden you can just let go of your, like, let down the guard and not be stubborn, at least personally, you feel everything just melt away. And then you're like, oh, my God, I feel better. Forget about the fight. Like, I've been holding on to this and I'm right. feeling physical pain in my throat and in my chest and in my stomach, physically. And I'm right. causing this undue pain because I'm just being stubborn. And the minute you let it go, I'm like, wow, I feel good. Like physically, even I feel good now. Totally. So yeah, that it's vulnerability like is huge. And I think with that, just one more little comment is you also want to know that your partner thinks you're doing a good job or that you are mm. working hard, right? So if it's him being away at work and I know he's busting his ass and traveling and this and that, it's like remind him that of that or me it's like coming home and i've been up with the kids or i'm exhausted or it's like hey you know what like whatever those little things are like i know you're doing a good job or i know you're trying or because sometimes that's what we want we just want a little uh, validation validation it's like it's like when teachers used to give you like the sandwich compliment like you still need that sandwich of like <laughs> you're doing great right. this wasn't okay right but you're amazing yeah, yes, exactly. yeah, you know? it's so true it's so <laughs> True. I always start yeah. anything yeah. I want to bring up, like any argument or discussion or whatever. I always start <laughs> it with like a compliment, and then it's like, yeah, ah. yeah, I know. He's yeah. in. No, we're still those little kids. I have pretty small eyes. Um, they're actually called hooded eyes, and it's really hard to get them to open up when I'm putting on makeup. And a lot of people who will do my makeup will mess that up, and they'll make my eyes look crazy and it's really hard and it's there's only a select amount of products that I could use on my eyes and so I can't explain to you how freaking excited I was when Thrive Cosmetics sent me their brilliant eye brightener to use on my eyes and I tried it out and basically what I did is I put it on the top of my lid and then underneath on the bottom to kind of like make my eyes pop I used a brown color I'll tell you the exact shade. And it was the best thing ever for me. I also started using their liquid lash extensions mascara, which is their best selling product. It has 
over 20,000 five-star reviews. It makes your lashes just like look longer. There's no clumping. It's really, really amazing. And I am just a huge fan of Thrive Cosmetics. I'm so happy that we're partnering with them again. We did back in the day and I couldn't be happier because I'm obsessed with their products. I really, really love them. And I really cannot put on makeup without using my brilliant eye brightener. They also have great liquid balm lip treatment for a smooth and glossy look. So now's a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Cause is in the name for a reason. Every single purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to thrivecosmetics.com slash Acme. That's Thrive Cosmetics C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Acme for 15% off of your first order. And my color that I got for the eye brightener is Muna. It is M-U-N-A, the mauve top shimmer. Check it out. It's actually really funny because my husband and I had a fight also in Colorado this summer. (laughs) And and I'm curious if you would have like just like your thoughts generally. So we went to Colorado, went to Aspen for a wedding Mm -hmm. and I was really busy. But so was he. We were both busy having who's busier, blah, blah, blah. But it was on me for some reason to book the hotel for the wedding. And I definitely had less time to do it. I had more going on, but I, I wanted this specific hotel. So I was like, I'm, I'm booking it. <laughs> we get to the wedding and I had booked it from Thursday to Sunday instead of Friday to Monday. Mm-hmm. And the hotel was like not budging. They were wow. like, we're charging you for last night, even though you didn't come <gasps> because wow. like our no. hotel was full. Yeah. And like, that is the policy. And I was so pissed. And I was like, it's the hotel's fault. Like, this hotel sucks. Yeah. Yep. And like, th- it, there was no part of me that could be like, it was my fault. I fucked up. I should have double checked yeah. the confirmation, blah, blah, blah. So he was like upset because we got charged like a ridiculous amount for a night that we basically just like lit. Yes, on, on fire. Money on yeah, fire. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, not not backing down like because wouldn't it be so hard for you to just immediately be like i fucked up i shouldn't have done that oh yeah, yeah. it's it, you know why because there's a part of you that's like angry at yourself, at yourself but you're also <laughs> mm-hmm. angry at the fact that like it you got fucked and that kind of stuff happens to us right. all the time he's I, a little better at it yeah but this happened this is very familiar that story because sometimes i have to some hold back maybe on some things that you have might have done or booked or or similar situations where i'm just like just breathe, dude. It's fine. Uh-huh. She was trying uh-huh. her best. There's nothing right. malicious and my here. Best wasn't good enough. Exactly. But of course, the first instinct was like, well, you should have booked it then. Yeah, exactly. You were so, so good. Exactly. Yeah. It, then you should have fucking booked uh, it. Yeah. So true. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then uh, I then I do that too. I mean, there was something just recently where I, I took initiative and did something. And it was there was blowback of like, well, this, this, and that. And immediately I'm waiting for the criticism. So if you're waiting, anticipating the criticism, once it comes, you are you are zero to sixty because you're ready. To and you're ready to go, and that's what I felt like. Yeah, but you know this, and I was like, fine, I'm never gonna do it again. I'm never gonna yeah, book anything yeah, again. Exactly. I'm just don't ever ask me to do anything uh-huh. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like this, such an extreme. I know. <laughs> I love so that. Um, 
Also, I have to I have to bring up because I did some research and I don't know if you guys are into astrology, but I am mm -hmm. and you are opposite signs. Are Isn't we? that funny? Yeah, Virgo and Pisces. Yeah, Virgo and Pisces. Really? I've done yeah, my so astrological chart a couple well. times and apparently yeah. I'm more I'm more Libra than Virgo. Um, I can see that. But but I uh it's fascinating. It's really fascinating because I mean, really he's not incredible. a typical Virgo. Like Mm -hmm. Honestly, I I feel like he's a little bit more Pisces. If anything, you must have it in there. I think I have somewhere. a Pisces yeah. moon. He has something oh, you Pisces. Have a Pisces moon. That makes sense. Do you have a yes. Pisces moon Libra rising? You think? I think that's what it is. I, I so funny. I remember. I <laughs> Literally, pull out the sister chart. did all of our charts last year. We should yeah. know yeah. them and get them out. Yeah, but um, what, that's amazing. But, but what does this mean? Just generally, it that just a Pisces means, Virgos are. It means opposite. that you guys you have traits that the other person is missing mm -hmm. and so like you you complement each other very well but it also means that like it's like it's so hit or miss like mm. you're either like complement each other well and blah 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 or like you're like no you should be more like this and like mm -hmm. more like me I think and i should be more like you you know what i mean so it's like yeah. each other more i think I, we definitely complement but 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 at the same time there are those issues that you and i have where it's like oh well this is it there's no reason to fight against it i'm not going to change it you know what I mean? It's 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 you are who you are, and you know what? Are we, that's yeah, it. I think there's certain not the things. fundamental shit, no. not the foundation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's more right. stuff like she's late. She can't not be late. It's just an impossibility, and uh, I just have to deal with it. And like, okay, that's that's the way it is. I mean, it's been going on. Her high school friends from eighth grade, so not middle school. She's no <laughs> still known as this person. Like, it, it's this is nothing new. You know, well, and, well, sh you weren't late today to this recording. So I know I wasn't. That's because I'm here. Here's the thing. I was never late to work. <laughs> I'm late to like parties and dinners and getting out of the house and kids. And I have like full blown ADD. I have a problem. I'm s leaving the house for me is like, I don't know if I had some sort of dramatic thing happen, but I take like one of everything with me, like in case the world is ending. I don't know. And then I yeah. change my outfits 10 times and I'm like, you know, I'm indecisive. And I, there's a lot of things like working against me. I, I don't like being late. I, I get frustrated. I'm upset. I know, but. You need to take your Vivance every day. Right. Not just on the days you want to get things done. <laughs> Some people just are late and like you have to embrace it and you have to love them for it. And then you just come a little bit later to the thing right. so that you can get there at the same time. Yeah. My yes. friends always tell perfect. me things exactly. start earlier. So then I show up on time. <laughs> <My> exactly. <friends. laughs> okay. Somebody asked this. They, they, uh, they it's for Aaron. Have you done the Hoffman process and how has it helped you in your relationship? You, they apparently heard you mention it once and they're very curious about it themselves. I did. the I did Hoffman. So you he know, did Hoffman. I have not. Um, they do. You can't go together like the first time. If you both mm -hmm. have done Hoffman, you can go back There's for a like a couple's type of week or session or something like that. So I haven't. So I haven't done it. So will you break it down for our listeners? What yeah. exactly is it? It's awesome. Now it, it was. It's almost four years now since I've been, and it was really a transformative experience for me, no doubt about it. I've been in therapy since I was a young man. And the self-analysis has always been interesting to me. The human condition, even my own, is just fascinating. I mean, if I wasn't an actor, I might be a psychologist. It's, it's just amazing that we're all made up of the same sort of flesh and blood, yet we're all so different and we're affected by diff so many different things in different ways. 
And this is specifically catered and geared towards your childhood and the patterns that you have developed since you were basically born and these negative love patterns. The concept being, the idea being, is that we can't survive without love, essentially, even if it's coming from a negative place. So, you know, if your dad is abusive or your mother is abusive or whatever, we are going to sort of adapt unconsciously to receive their love. And if that means us sort of as children without knowing it, taking on some of their patterns so they Mm. love us, then that's what happens. And you take a real deep dive into this world of parents and patterns. And it was truly incredible. You have to surrender to it because it feels as if you are doing some real stupid shit. And that was part of my breakthrough was just being able to surrender and not worrying about looking stupid and people judging me because you are doing some outlandish things. But once you do have that breakthrough, once I did, then the process really opens up and you're able to sort of commit to it more and take it in. You have to like trust the process. You have to trust it. And it was just really a beautiful experience for me. And you, when you go there, you, you let go of everything, cell phones, no, no, nothing to read, nothing. No, you're not supposed to work out. You're not not supposed to masturbate. I mean, anything that is considered a vice or considered something that might be a distraction from your own brain, no. And so you're off the grid and you are working with a group of 40 plus people and you have little small groups as well. And it's really a beautiful process because it's produced almost within an inch of its life. When you look back on it, like, wow, I couldn't have done that if I didn't do that first. Right. And it's been honed over the last 50 plus years. And a lot of people have went and it's been a real, a, a real beautiful thing for myself and uh, my life, my relationships with my mom and my sister and my real dad and my stepdad. And, and it just really, it, it just it opens you up. I will say one thing, not that I've been, I just know so much from him. And the difference was something that I found it's was so much about like healing and forgiveness and yeah. self. It was compassion, love. forgiveness. And yeah, self-worth. Mm-hmm. That's right. Self-worth, self-love. I mean, that's basically what it's working on. The main theme is, is, is everyone in there has a lack of that, a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-love, which sort of stems right. from these childhood patterns that have ex- existed since you were born. And once you really s- discover that, once you can truly love yourself and, and forgive yourself for all the shit that you might have done, and then have compassion and forgiveness for your parents, for my dad who bailed, yeah. for my mom who I thought was going to have be nothing in the process. She was the one woman in my life. She was the constant in my life. The And my dad bailed. Kurt came into my life who raised me, but we had our issues as well. My mom was the one thing. So she was going to be clean. Opposite. She was the one who came up heavy because she was the one who was supposed to protect me. She was the my caregiver. I, I, I relied right. on her the most. And even though she did the most incredible job as a mother and the best that she could given what she did for a living in her circumstances, being a single mom, it's still as a young boy, I, I don't take that into account. I, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have that. I'm not cerebral enough yet. I don't have the brain development to really break that down. All I'm thinking is, where is mom? So she came out very, very strong in my process. And then once you were able to forgive yourself and find that self-love, the, your confidence sort of builds 
And as a man, I can only speak for myself, but my vulnerability just increased or the walls went down and I was able to be way more open with her, way more open with my family. I was able to express the way that I felt as far as love goes. It was very hard for me to just say, hey, you know what? I just want you to know I love you so much and you're in this to me and you mean that to me because I just had such a block. I had a wall up. I couldn't even say those things. Fear of rejection. Yeah, you there's could all write kinds it. of shit. Fun to write it. He he's an incredible writer, and every year it, he would write me this letter that was like mind blowingly detailed, like just emotional and intense and beautiful and open. But yeah, you had I a hard time say saying it. And yeah. then I, and then and then everything gets better, especially sex. And I, <laughs> I and we've had an incredible sex life since the beginning. It used to be like eighty times a day. And it's always seemed to get better and better and better. And, and I think that's because we're just deepening our relationship. Right. And as a man, I think sometimes you just think porno and the, that's the way it's supposed to be good. And we don't really think about what connection might mean and what vulnerability might mean to your sex life. And as a very sexual being, I am one to tell you that it, that it, it, it deepens it and intensifies it beyond anything that I've experienced. And especially after Hoffman, I was just like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck just happened? Because you are just so open. Vulnerability. Yeah. And my know. vulnerability right. then was able, she became safer, and then sex became safer, and it got, it just kept increasing and increasing. I love it. I mean, that's like, if that's not an endorsement for men to work on themselves and go to therapy, <laughs> you can have better sex. This is what I'm saying. I, I say so that all true. the time. I'm like, it's not just about sort of healing your mind. Like, I promise you sex will become amazing. Right, right. I love it. All right. We're going to do some fun, rapid fire questions cool. for you guys. Are you ready? Yes. Mm. Okay. They're very situational because people will submit these via Instagram and we'll put them up as like poll questions yeah. on our story. So okay. it's like real people situations. Okay. Okay. You've been hooking up with someone for about a month and they basically ghost you. Do you call them out or do you let them go? Like let it go. I don't know. Oh God, it's a tough one. I'd probably call them out just to like let them know. Got, you know, got the message piece mm -hmm. kind of a thing mm -hmm. just to have that little like closure like not that it's like not matters not even, but well i think you you might be in a power position if you call them out and just being like don't fucking call me i'm ba -ba -ba. yeah exactly yeah. yeah i i probably wouldn't because i'm like i'll ghost you harder right <laughs> exactly like are you yeah exactly and then make him just wonder like oh i never called her again but there's yeah. something like I, yeah it's probably it would depend on oh have I had a glass yeah. of wine? And am I going to like right, 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 send right, a little right. thing? Of that's course, like, hey, alcohol um, might change that answer. Okay, could you ever forgive infidelity? Yes or no? We've been through this shit. Yeah, we've been we've been through it. A little different. But You've been through like cheating stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. On the, far, the first episode of our podcast, we go in, into our entire story of my infidelity, why I was the way that I was, how, where it got wrapped up in this is part of the Hoffman process as well. And then moving into sort of how she was able to forgive me, looking at the big picture of a relationship rather than just one situation happens and boom, it's gone. You need to take a big 30,000 foot view of it. And we, we get it. We get in. We get into all that. We and by the way, if you evaluate and it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And I'll just say this too. Like I, before our incident happened. I, of course, was like, you can never come back after infidelity because the trust is lost. 
And without trust, you have nothing. And trust is really, really hard to rebuild generally, like even with a girl friendship or someone that's lied to you in any kind of way. But when you're having an intimate relationship with someone, like I just thought it's impossible and it was never going to work. And I was disappointed. I mean, disappointed. I was devastated because at the end of the day, one day you're madly in love with this person. And then the next day they've done this thing. And it's such a mix of emotions because you hate them for what they did. But truly, I feel like hate and love are similar, right? If you're Mm. indifferent to somebody and you kind of, there's an indifference, a lack of caring or interest, that's worse to me. That's when it's really over, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of go through this hate and anger and rage. I will say we didn't have kids. We weren't married, but... Right, there there were special circumstances. And... He were you engaged or just yeah we were engaged so for three years everything was beautiful and then we got engaged which my mom sort of forced me to do because i looked at marriage as a bad thing in a sense because i went through a bad my parents went through a bad divorce then she met kurt right and it was a beautiful union of now 37 years so i'm like oh well this is the yeah. way it works and so i never really thought about getting married i wanted to have kids and have a family and so the, you were kind of like rebelling against it, um, I think the it was, notion. I think it was le- it was more it wasn't a rebellion because that seems to be a conscious sort of decision. Not to say I was completely unconscious. Something happened when we got engaged, and I started to spiral. And and yes, it was it was a fear rebellion validation. Is is this my is this what is happening? I mean, it was a really hard thing to look at, and it had nothing to do with her. I know that sounds very trite, but it really didn't go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, there's the whole story is is on the the first episode yeah. of the podcast. The details yeah, we get are into all. the whole 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 thing. And but. but I will what I'll just say like really quickly is obviously generally most situations it's really quick and easy to say I would leave. Fuck that. Fuck him. My whole feeling was like, how could you do this to me? And how could you love me and do that? Mm-hmm. And mm. it took years of therapy. Because immediately, you know, we went into therapy. It's a longer story, but I would say to him, I'm in love with you. That means I would never be able to fuck somebody else. Like I can flirt. It still feels good to like know that, you know, you're desired. Uh, yeah, I'm desired and I get that kind of stuff. But he and therapists and books and research showed me that there is a difference between love and sex. You can be in love with somebody and still have sure like there's no definitive but line let me That's no no, no. let thing. me just go for one second i think there's a difference between an affair and a one night stand Oh, totally. Do you know what I mean? I think even emotional affairs, there's a line that's crossed. I used to always say, even the fact that like you let someone know that you want to, but you can't because you're married, like that for me right there is like where it starts. I mean, Mm -hmm. so it's it's complicated but i think at the you have to kind of know your relationship and the and and all the details that go into it and i will say he did not get caught mm-hmm. he came forward to me right that's which a huge difference is huge just and not that live. i'm defending um, you know but also how old how old were you at the time Oliver? i was 27 27 27 like that is well this is what crazy. i'm saying like it's i was 24 young. years old and, and in this committed relationship and i had been in 
I've been I've been a committed guy, you know, high school, then then a girlfriend, and then Aaron, and I've had a year or two off in between, a year off in between, which is absolutely no excuse. But I, I uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't live with myself. I mean, I would I would take showers every night and like Silkwood showers and be like, oh my I mean, it God. wasn't like it was happening I hated every myself. night, and I'll, it was a few things, what? little things no, I know. that I'm went just, on. I'm, it wasn't I'm, like I'm being hyperbolic, but I'm just saying I would just have so much shame and so much guilt, but then I would make a cocktail and go back out. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it, I think I yeah, I think it's issue. also like you're 27 mm-hmm. in, at this time. Like I'm not saying that like that's totally something that you should do when you're 27 getting engaged. Uh, but I could never be ready to be engaged at 27. Mm-hmm. I was like in total different headspace. Also, the longer you're invested with somebody, and at this point we had been together for, I, so I he told me after we got married, after our honeymoon, and <gasps> it was the shock of all shocks. <laughs> I need to right? listen to this episode immediately. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I went off the pill like right after the wedding, like on the honeymoon. Cause we were like, let's do this. Like we've been together almost six years at that point. We were ready. We had a long engagement. And so I went off the pill anyways, got my period, got my period. It was like the third time. And I was like, come downstairs. And I'm like, babe, I got my period, which whatever. I wasn't like, we weren't like really trying, but it was whatever. And he was like, ended up like crying. And it was just, he was emotional. I was like, why are you so upset? Anyways, Within the next few days, he basically came forward and his whole thing was like, I'm actually relieved you're not pregnant because I have something to tell you and I can't live like this and blah, blah, blah. I had always said to him, because I'm a little bit more realistic, I think, than most girls, just in the idea that like monogamy is not, I don't think it's a natural thing for us. I think it takes work. And I think that commitment is a huge, a huge thing. And, And when it's real, and I felt like it was, I always said to him, if you ever are something happens, I want you to tell me. I want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear it from someone else. Like It's like I say it to my kids. If you're doing something that you're not supposed to do and you're going to get in trouble, but you lie, now you have two things to work against you. You have the lie and the thing that you're doing that you did wrong. So... Anyways, when he came forward, I just think like along the way, like uh, when he told me, I said, well, you're going to be the one to call my dad and tell him why we're getting divorced three months after we got married. And it was just like, I was, it was a hard no for me at first, but you know, when you're six years in or when you're my mom married with three kids, a, good, a, um, a pivotal role in helping. Yeah. And, helping and when there's out. love and there's history and all those things, you have to know the dynamic of the relationship because yeah. I, I respect exactly. and I understand m- women literally just being like, F you, I'm out. Fuck you. Like good. And they should. And I, and I, to- I this is like, we're the, the very small percentage, I think of people that yes. our situation was specific. Yes, exactly. But, but, but just, but it's specific. It's, it's so personal. It's specific to whatever that relationship is. And that's what right. I've learned too, through this process years ago was look, we don't know the reality of these situations that people are going through. Not only that, but we don't know their lines. We have sort of created this standard, the societal standard that there is one line. And if you cross that line, you're good or you're bad. But that line can move and and is blurry and is way over here for some couples and over here for others. You know what I mean? And so 
we we live in a in a in a celebrity culture, obviously, where everything is put on blast, and understandably, that's just how we live. And after having gone through this myself, it I cannot put a judgment on anyone else's relationship because I don't know the ins and the outs of it. I will say this. I mean, we did years of therapy and a lot of work on my end because at the end of the day, the person that has to do the forgiving sometimes has the harder role, you know, and and not just forgiving, like, oh, okay, you you did that. I forgive you. I mean, it's it's not like that, but you have to know what your person is giving back to. Right. The work he wanted to do, who he wanted, didn't want to be. Um, I said to her, I said, look, I, obviously I want you. Forever and ever, I, I, I it was the most devastating moment. And again, on the on the on the first episode, it's all details about the hotel, the night that I told her, and I was throwing up. It was crazy, but I did say to her, I said, "Look, I, I'm not doing this for you at this point. I'm doing this for me. Like I need to get fucking better because I'm a young mm. man, and I'm going to have more relationships. I hope it's you're the only one. But if you decide to leave." I can't keep I can't keep doing this. This can't I don't want this to be who I am. And and by the way, it's all you're always working. We're always mm-hmm. working. You yeah, know, you got to keep working on yourself yeah. always. Yeah. So we and also a, like so, when you're dating and like yeah. someone cheats, you like this generation, yeah. you guys with just all of it, the social media and the DMs and the things. It's yeah, like it's, it's, it's crazy. Oh. time. It's so it's too much different to navigate. And, and I just yeah. I feel for you guys. And it was a, yeah. it was a different time. I don't know. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. We're going to do a few rap- more yeah. rapid fires because okay. we have two minutes left. What's the longest you've gone without having sex with your significant other? Three days a week, more than two weeks. Oh God, over 20 years. I mean, well, pregnancy, pregnancy would be like babies. So it's probably after the baby, it's six weeks anyway. Yeah. It's C-section. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like go. those kind of things, but you just mean like but a normal, normal day. I, yeah. I think yeah. two weeks probably. Two and or, usually that's usually weeks. either like I have my period or you're out of town. Right. Like, I don't think we're home yeah. together without no. it going more than a couple days, a couple days. days. It's pretty healthy. Okay. Yeah. Love that. When does your significant other get added to the family group chat? When you're living together, <laughs> engaged, or married? <laughs> That's so funny. We just added Ryder. I mean, family time is engaged. You engaged. know, unless it's I like, like a long-term boyfriend, because who knows? What if you guys aren't getting engaged? And it's, I yeah. think, I think after he's he or she has been to like holidays, family things, oh, you yeah. know, there's a camaraderie between everybody. Right. I think it's a feel you know? out situation. I don't think it's either engaged like you have to have or anything. Really it's good natural. Sense of it's it has natural. to happen naturally or not. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. 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 Also like, is it what? like my parents, you your parents, you have to have a great sense of humor and like be ready to get shit on being on the family <laughs> chat. Like, you have to know <laughs> they can handle it. Okay. Which is the better show? Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Break, oh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. I love Game of Thrones mm-hmm. or Breaking Bad. That's okay. top three. I mean, it's incredible. Okay, last question. When someone cheats with someone else's spouse, knowing that they have one, should anyone fault the other person or only the person who's married? I mean, I think 100% it's the person, you know, who is married. Wait, yeah, wait, you're saying, you're saying- I don't think there's any fault in the other person. I mean, look, 
I, do you could I separately fault like a girl for going after a married man or a woman seducing I mean, you know a man seducing a married woman? That's not great behavior. Obviously, you're right. You not have ideal, issues, but they don't and, owe anything to the person because they're not the one married to them. Wait, wait, I'm, I, wait sorry. Uh, the, 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 person, the basically the blame basically should it be on like the person that's married that did the cheating, right, or, or the, the person that's coming in to seduce the oh, married oh, person? Oh, 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 right, right, right. No, no, no. The the, the person who is in the committed relationship. Wait, guys, guys, it's time to be real do you know the app oh oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay okay, so okay, smile. okay oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i know my kids okay, put done. me on that thing i like okay, that amazing it's um so perfect can you guys leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you throughout the years go ahead babe you're the wise one here Ooh, um <laughs> forgiveness goes a long way compassion and be nice to each other what else? That's Love good. It. What no. do you think? I, I agree. I mean, you know. Because that helps in every area. It'll make uh, your sex mm, life better. Well, sex, look. It I, makes parenting better. I think nurture your sex life because it, yeah. it, it is truly how you can express yourself. Otherwise, I, I could just be raising kids with my best friend, John. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you, have, you, have to, you have to pay attention to that. And there are all yeah. kinds of ways to sort of get back into a moment if, in fact, you felt the spark has been lost a little bit, you know? So also one little piece of advice that I always tell my younger girls and friends, be the one that he can't get for as long as you can. That's what her dad told her when she was yeah, a little girl. That's why we love the rules on this podcast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, it's the, you know, just cause all the girls out there, I feel like sometimes there's just not like a desperateness, but it's, so quick and so easy for guys these yeah, days. Yeah, have your own thing going on. Have your own thing. Be, be the one he be can't difficult. get. Yeah, same take with your, the guys. Take your time. For all the guys, be the one <laughs> that they can't get. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Guys, where can everybody follow you, listen to your podcast, and... Unconsciously yeah. Coupled. Unconsciously Coupled. Take a peek at it. I think, I think you guys will like it. I mean, it's very open and candid. Yeah. And then, uh, no, that's it. And then, yeah, Oliver Hudson. Oh, my, my Instagram? Mine's yeah. EHUD26. Right. Mine's the, the Oliver Huds. Cool. Hey, Thank you guys I so much. Appreciate Thanks. you. Thank you. So nice to meet you. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.